Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics on Radamek. Berto Will is your host. We're going to have a great show for you today, as usual. Thank you so kindly for being here, spending the time with me. Let me say, welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. Hola, como estas? Bridge MCP says, well, before I read that, let me just tell you guys what the program is going to be about today. Let's go ahead and put that up on the screen for you right now. We, you guys invested in having the system work the way it should, and here it is. Uh, Norman Solomon speaks. He's going to speak about the defense budget. He's going to speak about how we do things, how wrongly we do things, I should say. And um, we are also going to t- talk about Adam Schiff's, not, not, not his new book specifically, although that's what it's going to cover, some stuff that is in his book that we want to really get going and cover for you. Uh, additionally, we may get finally get a chance to play my good friend's piece, uh, Miss Cross, Tiffany Cross. She had something to say about a few people, and we want to cover that as well. Anyhow, welcome to Politics Done Right. We have with us Bridge MCP. Hey, all. She, ba- she battled the state for Medicaid and won. Melinda Hill is one of roughly 275,000 Missourians now eligible for coverage, a moment she calls life-changing update. October 7th, 2021. Thank you, my friend. Peggy Lopez. Hi, all. Have to walk the dog real quick. And we'll be back in a minute. Happy to have found you again and seriously depressed today. Tell me why you're depressed. Type it in. Let me hear your voice. I want to hear what it is, okay? Uh, Let's see. We got uh, Cindy Stiles. Hello. Well, hello. Ashley Update. I just spoke to Ashley over video. She went to speech therapy today. She also did some walking. They have her doing a whole lot of stuff to get her back in sync. She will be getting back in sync. She is a strong, strong woman, and she's getting herself back together. We are going to have, I go to see her every day at between 2 and 6 o'clock, and I'll be there between 2 and 6 o'clock today as well. That's why we change the program to noon right now. The duck that quack. That quacks. Welcome aboard. Folks, I want to thank you guys all for being here. For those of you that are already on YouTube, please remember to give us that thumbs up so that the the system would better make use of our audience. And likewise, I'd like you, if you're on Facebook, please go ahead and give that like, that good old like on Facebook as well. We could use as many likes as possible. So please make sure to do them both. Anyhow, to get started, to get started, I want to start with our interview. It's a good one with Norman Solomon. And uh, he wrote an article for Common Dreams that also was posted in Op-Ed News and other places. A very important article. Um, I wanted to discuss it with him, so I gave him a call and said, Hey, Norman, need to talk to you because that's something that everybody needs to know about. So here we go with Norman, and then we'll come back with the rest of the show. Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today, we have the honor to speak to a special person. Norman Solomon is co-founder and national coordinator of RootsAction.org. His books include War Made Easy, How Presidents and Pundits Keep Spinning Us to Death. It's a 2006 book. And Made Love Got War, Close Encounters with America's Warfare State. Senor Solomon, welcome to Politics and Right. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fine, given the way the world is. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, look, I mean, you wrote a piece uh, that that made it all over the place from Common Dreams, Op-Ed News, you name it. 
And all I could do when I saw that piece was say that, that, thank you. Title of your piece was stop calling the military budget a defense budget. And what you've, what you've really identified there, Norman, is how in order for us to feel our monies are well spent, it's just about how we spend. Tell me a little bit about your article. Yeah, it's really about language. And as George Orwell said, we can't blame language for making our thinking sloppy, but it helps to make our thinking sloppy. And so on the one hand, yeah, we have this thing, uppercase, proper noun, Department of Defense, but in our language, and this includes mainstream media, it includes politicians, it even includes uh, progressives as a routine. We talk about defense spending, we talk about a defense budget, and that's sort of a insidious mindset that creeps in from this warfare state we live in, where, for instance, we got Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin saying, oh, we can't afford $3.5 trillion over 10 years, which is $350 million each year. And yet the military is spending close to a trillion dollars, close to three times that much every year. And we're supposed to accept that, that that's defense. Now, when money is being spent to bomb Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Libya, Somalia, I don't think that's defense. You know, why are we conditioned to say that that's defense when it's our money being spent to bomb other countries that have nothing to do with us? You know, isn't it true also that um, when we talk about the defense budget, most of those monies don't even go into the defense coffers, but into the coffers of private American corporations? Well, definitely it's a one through where the money's going to the military contractors. And so even when, for instance, in this 20 year uh, war in and on Afghanistan that recently we're told ended, went up into, by some estimates, you know, a couple of trillion dollars, we're told that that money, some of it, or in addition to it, went to people in Afghanistan or to the Afghan army. But in fact, a lot of that money cycled right back to the Beltway bandits, you know, in Northern Virginia and in suburban Maryland around DC. So it's, it's Pentagon money, it's taxpayer money, uh, but it goes, as you say, right into the coffers of these really, really huge corporations that are frankly making a killing uh, on the Pentagon budget. Now, interestingly, um, you made the, the excellent point about we are fighting over $350 billion per year in, 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 for that $3.5 trillion uh, program that isn't going to get passed at all at that level. Yet we are concerned about, uh, we are not concerned about a trillion dollars. And you have to look at the numbers. They are uh, cinema and mansion, it seems to me, are fighting because their uh, mansion specifically said he didn't want to create an entitled mentality. It concerns me that isn't, aren't we seeing an entitled mentality for the defense industrial complex? Absolutely. I mean, the Constitution talks about uh, people's uh, general welfare, the welfare of the people, and whatever you want to call it as a human right. We have, if you want to put it that way, if Manchin wants to put it that way, we do have an entitlement to health care, education, housing. But in the real world, inside the Beltway, the kind of status quo that the Manchins and cinemas and Republicans are trying to perpetuate the entitlement is for the military industrial complex. And if they want to say that's some kind of radical left-wing thing, I just refer them to Dwight Eisenhower's farewell speech where he warned against the military industrial complex. 
We have it like crazy now in 2021. And I'm encouraged that many progressives in Congress because of the grassroots progressives who are raising hell about this are more and more saying, we see a connection between the efforts to deny healthcare, education, housing, senior care, uh, elder care. We see a connection between that effort to deplete those kind of programs with the giveaways uh, to the Pentagon. And in fact, the Pentagon budget has gone up and up. Uh, Chuck Schumer and uh, Nancy Pelosi a couple of years ago sent out a memo to the Democrats in the House and Senate boasting that they were supporting an increase from Donald Trump of 11% over two years of the Pentagon budget. And we saw now just in the last few weeks that again, the Congress in a bipartisan way has overbloated again the already bloated military budget. Now, um, you know, how, how comes we are unable to make the case as progressives to make the case that there should have been a peace dividend long time ago. Every time we end something, the Cold War, we the Iraq War, the Afghanistan War, shouldn't all these different stoppages, if you will, or ends, if you will, have created a rationale for saying we don't have to spend as much anymore? It's a notable point, and I think a very strong one. At the very time that uh, President Biden was saying and ordering that the last US troops would come out of Afghanistan, he was proposing a 1.6% increase in the military budget, but that wasn't good enough for uh, the Republicans on the Senate Armed Services Committee. They more than doubled that increase and the House went along with that. So we have a chronic problem. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. said that we can talk all we want about guns and butter, but when you spend so much money on guns, as he put it, you don't even get good oleo. And for those who maybe don't uh, remember way back, oleo was oleo margarine. You know, yes, I remember, yes, oleo margarine. <laughs> that's the reality. And uh, Dr. King also described the military spending in Vietnam as a demonic suction tube, which was draining away the essence of supporting the lives of people here at home. So if we're serious about healthcare for all, universal healthcare, if we're serious about education, making it a right, not a privilege for the wealthy, then we have to deal with, I think, two factors in the income stream. One is the tremendous depletion of our income through taxpayer dollars by the Pentagon. And the other is the giveaways to the rich through failure to do progressive taxation. And on both fronts, I think it's clearly going to be a struggle ahead. Now, um, I want to stick a little bit here for a while longer before I get on to that other issue, which I think is very important. Because uh, I've heard many times that we have these bases all over the world, but you kind of put uh, a fixed number onto it, 750 bases, more bases in the, more American bases than there are countries in the world. Yeah, it really undermines the sort of reflex we're conditioned to use when we talk about, you know, defense spending and defense budget, you know, lowercase d. It is really stunning. I mean, it was to me a couple of years ago when I learned that the United States has outside of our own borders, as you say, 750 different military bases scattered around the world. How many does Russia have? About two dozen. How many does China have? One. As a matter of fact, David Vine, who wrote the really seminal book, Base Nation, professor at American University, he points out 
that the vast majority of military bases that are outside of a country, uh, the vast majority of that on the whole planet are U.S. bases. You know, we got like three quarters of them. Uh, so that goes again to the question of what are we defending, supposedly? If you've got this huge imbalance of bases around the world and, and military might, and also we, we spend, the United States government spends as much as 10 times other countries. In other words, add up the other countries, number two to 11 in terms of military spending, the US government spends more than all of those other 10 countries combined. combined. And yet we're encouraged to believe we're on the defensive. And that really says something about the kind of propaganda we're subjected to here in the United States. You know, interestingly, uh, Norman, uh, just on Sunday, General, Ma General McMasters appeared with Farid Zakaria on uh, talking about China. And I, I really, I, 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 saw, I wrote a blog about it where I, I kind of, I don't want to say admonish Zakaria because he's normally uh, uh, to the point and he's normally good. But he, he cut the general off when he made the statement. But the general said the following. The general said, you know, um, uh, China no longer respects America because of all the problems we're having with, with the January 6th and all these other issues. And he said, and, 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 and also China has seen that we are not modernizing our military and we are not spending as much as our military as we should. And then he said the funny thing. China increased its budget since 1995 by 400%. And uh, somehow that is terrible that we haven't uh, increased our budget proportionally. And what, what I did immediately, I didn't know the answer. So I went to check and see how much China spent and how much America spent. And it turned out that we spent about three times as much at, uh, as China, even with their 400% increase. And that still to date, your statement is actually accurate that we spend more than the next several uh, 10 or so countries beneath us uh, in military budget. How That is how this happens. You get a general casually making statements like that, and it becomes a reality. How do you and the work that you do help to mitigate that? We really do need to recognize that the essence of propaganda is repetition. You know, you don't just see in your life one McDonald's ad, you see a gazillion of them. And the same thing is this unrelenting message. We are spending all this money on defense. We have to be stronger to be secure. We have to keep spending more and more. Dr. Martin Luther King called this what he called the madness of militarism. It was a madness in 1967 during the Vietnam War when Dr. King made that statement. And it's a madness today. And it's really a theft from the next generations. It's a theft from children now in this country and around the world. But there's huge amounts of money being made and there's a revolving door. A lot of generals uh, go from the Pentagon to the boards of these major military contractors without batting an eye. It's not considered anything but normal. We have to shatter that normality. And that's why I keep coming back to the importance of progressive movements and progressive outlets. And this is an unsolicited plug. This is a program online that people should support because if we don't have alternatives to corporate media, we're gonna keep going on the same downward road. I appreciate that, Norman. Um, and, and you gave the perfect segue for us to talk about the theft that you're, that, that's so important. Uh, the defense, but uh, what we do with the defense budget is a transfer of wealth from the many to the few. 
And we do it industry. And I, th I think I've seen you mention the word pharmaceutical somewhere in, in one of your articles. We do it from industry to industry to industry where we invest. We are the socialists to the corporations and then they profit on that. Again, uh, your writing and what you do is so important for this particular moment, this particular movement. And that it is expected that you continue. The last question that I always ask is, what should I have asked you that I didn't? Huh. Well, uh, one is how we're going to uh, make this change specifically. You alluded to it. I'm very much a big supporter in organizing because that's everything that has been done in this country to make it better is because people organize. I'm proud to be part of the organization rootsaction.org. I want to invite all of your viewers and listeners Sign up, it'll take you about 30 seconds and you'll get action bulletins. There's 1.2 million of us now on the rootsaction.org action bulletin network. And we're doing a lot of stuff. We're deluging members of Congress. We're organizing at the grassroots and everybody's welcome. So the welcome mat is open at rootsaction.org. Well, uh, Norman Solomon, co-founder and national coordinator of rootsaction.org. It's been my pleasure to have you on. You always have something positive to say and you always leave us a lot smarter than we were before. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Oh, a very big pleasure to be with you. Thanks. Well, folks, I hope you had enjoyed Norman Solomon. He is uh, one of the premier activists, uh, Roots, Roots, what is it? Roots, uh, I always forget the name. I have it, I have it in the system. Anyhow, Let's see what we have here. We have British MCP says dog walked to Peggy Lopez. One, one, one story, no build back better. We're going to get build back better somehow. Now or now or after somehow. Okay. British MCP says public knows little about the big spending package. Pelosi blames the media. Yes, the media is to be blamed. That is true. But also everything coming off every Democrat's lips should be what these project, these projects do for them. And they don't quite do that, right? We need, we need everybody on the same page. That is one thing the Republicans do. They lie. We know that. The 90% or more of what they're saying are lies, but they repeat it over and over and over again. And in said repetition, it gives the semblance of normalcy, gives the semblance of truth. And that is the things that we have to look at. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, Bridge, I catwalked on, on keyboard, multiple stories rich. Guy going into space with pictures. Yeah, you know, and, and here's the deal. Rich guy builds a rocket, charges somebody $250,000 to go up. By the way, they're using technology developed by We The People. And then they're, they, 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 they're profiting from it. And, oh, it's a great thing. And we use all our time on TV to show all of this really, really shows you the fraud that is our economic system, the fraud that is our media, and much more. Very good, 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 good. All right. No wonder Cat walked on keyboard, Breeze says. Mike, uh, CSEC says, in less than 10 years, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and welfare will consume 100% of tax revenues to the federal government. That statement is completely, utterly, entirely false. Let's, uh, let me tell you what they do. Uh, to, uh, and folks, I want you to, I'm gonna, uh, that is an important thing that uh, Mike Cisak just said, because that is what they would like you to believe, right? So let's do the numbers. Let's be practical here. 
when what America did to, to screw you, to fool you, is define income and define what income is taxable and how it is taxable. So here's what they say. Billions and billions and billions of dollars are made by people. Okay? But guess how they do it? When a, a person goes and they work for a wage, in other words, you working for McDonald's, you work for Ford Aerospace, you work for Lockheed, you work for any one of these companies, they pay you a wage. Okay? That is how the average American citizen gets paid. That is considered taxable income. If you are a wealthy person, you don't work. Be Jeff Bezos doesn't work. Jeff Bezos have people who work for him. Jeff Bezos steals the intelligence, the intellect, the labor, the services of everybody. He capitalizes on that and pays no taxes. How does he get away with it? When you hear, uh, when you hear a CEO on TV says, I am a magnanimous CEO. I take a salary of $1. And everybody says, wow, he, because you know he's rich already, he doesn't want to take any more. That's not how it works. Most of the money earned every year in this country is not by the 90% of Americans. It's by 1% of Americans. If you add up the amount of money they earn, but they've divided how that money is earned. They've called some money wages. They've called some monies dividends. They've called some monies passive income. They've called some monies capital gains. The ultimate thing of all of those forms of any individual getting money is that they get more. They get more funds to them. But the only one when these politicians are paid off by the wealthy, the only ones that are considered taxable or things at the high rate that is, or things like wages and things like uh, uh, some sort of dividends, etc. Those you pay taxes on. Wages, you pay the full amount up to 30 something percent. But that's not where most of the money is made. Most of the money is made in things like carried interests. Most of the money is made on things like capital gains. What are capital gains? You buy a stock, the stock increases in value, and guess what? Yet, you pay no taxes. Zero. So your wealth is increasing because every year your, your, your stock price go up. And when that company feels like that uh, they don't that they're making so much money the company that you own stocks in they buy back more stocks so that your stock continue to rise in value taxes aren't paid on that the only time taxes are paid on the gains rich people make from the kind of money they make is when they exercise their right to sell that stock that stock option or whatever and here is the kicker. They sat on their butts to make that money. They didn't do anything. The people at Lockheed were designing, uh, designing microprocessors. They were emptying the garbage. The secretaries were doing the work. And all these people were running around these companies making all this work. That guy was sitting on his pool. Jeff Bezos was sitting in his tower. Jeff Bezos was flying off to space. And when he decides... 
you know what? I better take some money off the table and sell this stock. What then happens? What happens then is that tax rate used to be only 15%. A person making wages can pay up to 39%. They increased it, I think, now to 20% or somewhere in that level. But it is still less than the maximum wages somebody who's actually working actually makes. So when Mike Cisak makes a statement like the following, he says, in less than 10 years, Social Security, Medicare, and all of that is going to be out of funds. It is a lie based on the reality of income. We don't tax most of income that should be taxed and wealth. What we've done is define them in a particular way and then say we only have this amount of income to tax. We forget about all of that, which is the vast majority of money. We don't tax it. Because they think you're stupid. They honestly think you're stupid. And when we start to teach these things to people, then they don't say ridiculous statements like Social Security is running out of money. Let, let, let's, let's get this right. Social Security is 7.6%. Uh, I, I, I forgot. 6 point something. It, it, it is a total of 14 point something, 15%. So 7 point something percent the, the employer pays and 7 point something percent the employee pay. If you are self-employed, you pay it all, 15%. Plus Medicaid taxes, Medicare taxes, which is like 2 point something percent. But guess what they do? Everybody pays Medicare taxes on their total income. Notice I didn't say capital gains though, it said total income. But on Social Security, it, start, it ends at 100 something thousand dollars. That means those millions of people that are making over a hundred thousand something dollars they don't pay any additional money in social security so that's why they say oh social security has run out of money we can solve the social security pro problem and the medicare problem and all these problems today if a bunch of poor people stop voting against their own interests and believe in the lies that are told to them by the right you can't have in a society where you have this humongous inequality humongous inequality and somehow you are to believe that somehow it is not real it is not real that all that money that's going to the top is not real folks let's get real stop voting against your own interest stop lying to yourself stop allowing them to lie to you all right let, let me so mike csac it's a lie to say that in 10 years, we're running out of money. We have so much money. We have, in, in, in fact, there was an economist that came on TV yesterday and he said, you know what? We have more, we could have a $10 trillion uh, expansion without a problem because this is over 10 years. In other words, a trillion dollars per year. Not a problem. People get with the program. Peggy Lopez says 250000 for a flight to space. Five million to go to space station. Why not donate that to real issues? They don't care. That is, that is, they didn't, look, you know what they say, right? If, if, if the money came easy to you, it doesn't mind throwing it away. But it's interesting that they never throw it away to help people most of the times. They do other things. Paul Fleming checking in from ATL. Welcome aboard. Uh, British MCP says Social Security Medicare is the pop, uh, the people's money, not entitlement, should be out interest paid back and they shouldn't ever borrow it exactly melanie keaton i hope everyone is well we are well melanie 
Peggy Lopez, military brat here, and, and there are a large number of women who are insecure the same as men, although you are correct, mostly men. Sad that they are raised with that insecurity. Greetings from Spain. Melanie Keenan, welcome from Spain. Bridge MCP. Hi, Melanie Keenan. Melanie says, I've listened to, uh, list, I, I'll have to listen later. Thank you for being here. Puffin says, hello, folks. Nice to meet you. I'm Puffin. Welcome, Puffin. Sarah Baith, welcome again. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Uh, Bridge MCP. Mike C. Sex says, Social Security are insurance programs, not investment. Um, let's, let's clear up the Social Security. Social Security was defined as sort of a defined benefit, okay? In other words, the monies pay in or the monies pay out, and that's why they put a cap on it, all that good stuff. But what we need to make it is, in reality, we need to make it a real insurance program, which it isn't at all, at all. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Mike Cisak says, no, that is not Mike Cisak. That says, Bridge, it's just truth since Egberto just lied. I did not lie. I just told a fact. What specifically did I say that was a lie, sir? It is a fact what I just stated. And it is not, it's not only a fact what I just stated. You can look it up. The money is collected every year. You can look up what I say. You don't have to take me at face value. Program spending outside Social Security and Medicare historically low as percent of GDP and projected to fall further. Again, that is because what you're using as the denominator. I, I, like I mentioned before, we define income a certain way. And this is basic math, Mr. CSAC. If you limit the size of income, you reduce the size of the denominator. So as you increase the size of Social Security and Medicaid and Medicare, it seems larger because you have an a, a unfairly small denominator. That denominator should be more than five times the size that it is if we, if we taxed wealth as we should, if we taxed capital gains as we should. You are working from a small denominator. Everything that I'm saying is factual and reproducible and verifiable. Thank you. All right, let's see. Egberto, I said those programs are increasing to the point where all revenues, meaning no tax revenues, would be left over to pay norm. That is false because you are restricting yourself to a small denominator that is false. All right, let's continue. Uh, Peggy Lopez, let's see. Paul Fleming says... We are in a civil war on democracy, a digital war on... Uh, let, let's continue here. Let, let me continue from the other screen here. Uh, thanks and nice to meet you, Norman. Oh, I didn't see Norman in the, fee, in the, in the scope here. But anyway. All right. Uh, we know that leftists lie. No, leftists generally don't lie. We leave that for the right to do for a specific reason. Because when you're not basing your your logics, when you're not basing your theories on fact-based information, the only option you do have is to lie. You know, I mean, people always call right-wingers liars. And I'm not talking about the average person because all you do, Mike CSEC, is believe the regurgitation and the lies that come from the right. Because you have faith in the right, you believe the things that they tell you, which are provably wrong. But you choose not to, uh, to accept that it's wrong for your personal prejudices, Okay. If you were to deny yourself your personal prejudices and you went on absolutism on what things mean, I am sure at that point you would start looking at things exactly the way that I point them out. All right. They have to because reality is different from their view. 
No, reality is our view. Uh, British MCP says, Mike, don't call people liars. We have different perspectives on things. Uh, true. Uh, there, you know, British, I, I want to add to your statement. Things can be black and white where it's either wrong or right. There are things that are gray area, gray areas. I can like small government and I mean, big government and, and Mr. CSEC can like small government as long as you are willing to live within the constructs of that. In other words, if you like small government, accept that you're not going to have social security. And if something happens in your in dire straits, you'll just be in ab abject poverty and likely die from not having a society, in my opinion, requires big government and big government means, or should I say right sized government means that uh, our government is our insurance policy for things that happen to us that is out of our control or basically a human nature kind of a thing. So that if whoever gets sick can be taken care of, whoever doesn't have a home can be taken care of. But we all partake in society. That's why we created society so that together we can have a better life, period, punto y final. Those individualists like to be individuals because, in general, not because they want to be self-sufficient, but mostly because they're selfish. What's mine is mine. What's yours is mine. That's how they think. Uh, if you take a listen to the, the Republican mantra, it's the same as uh, uh, Anne Rand. Anne Rand uh, was, uh, thought she was a conservative until she needed Social Security. And then suddenly she was on the dole. Again, it's amazing what happens when people finally realize what life is about. Uh, let's see. Peggy Lopez says, Bridge MCP, I think all of us have received our fears from the fears our parents have handed us. That's true. The fears they have developed from being raised in an ever-changing capitalist society. And, you know, and that's what a lot of people fail to see. Their biggest problem isn't the other. Their biggest problem is a capitalist economy that eats its own. Only those at the top have any guarantees. But all of you, you know, the reason why uh, Donald Trump was ever was able to put the angst on black people, Latinos and all foreigners and Muslims and all of that is that that was a distraction from who was really causing harm. In other words, you can make the case that, oh, that big black guy is the one that's causing your problem. And by looking at that big black guy, you don't see that it's a guy sitting in a tower that is pilfering you, that is taking your income, that is also putting that guy against you. You know, that, that's why I preach whenever we unite Appalachia, the ghettos, and the barrios stereotype. But I mean, when we unite all people, then we can move forward. Because the lies coming from the top, the lies that Mike Sisak believes, no longer have effect. Matthew Schultz, welcome aboard. He says, why do we overfund the Israelis while screwing the Palestinians? From human rights view, what's the difference from apartheid? Israel is an apartheid state. I hate to say it. I mean, my friends, I have friends that are Jews, uh, uh, Palestinians and all of that. But if you define what apartheid is, if you define what apartheid is, I don't see how you cannot come to that conclusion, right? I, I have always been a problem. Like, we can't say America is a Christian nation, right? Could we ever say America is a Christian nation? I don't think so. So how can you say Israel is a Jewish state and that, you know, there are special rules that apply to Jews and not apply to, let's say, Gentiles, not apply to others. I don't know how that isn't an apartheid. It's not the cool thing to say, right? But uh, I, I have many Jewish friends who call it an apartheid state and completely disagree with the policies that they have there, you know. And that has nothing to do with anti-Semitism or anything like that. It's just, it's just a... 
a fact that you can look and look at the laws and you see it. All right, Mike Cisak says, program, uh, Peggy Lopez says, no, that's a brief. Mike Cisak says, program spending outside Social Security and Medicare low as a percent of GDP. Again, again, uh, it is low as a percent of GDP. If you're using GDP and not the denominator that I'm talking about, that is a choice of the country. We have been saying, collect a hell of a lot more taxes from those who are pilfering us. And what does that do to the GDP? That will make it a larger percentage of the GDP and it will expand the GDP. And why will it expand the GDP? The GDP is, is determined by the, the amount, the, the, the turnover on money and capital. And as you give more people who will spend the money, the money, they will spend in expanding the economic activity and that economic activity increases the total, the totality of the GDP. All of this is basic economics that Republicans hope you never learn. It's basic economic. So why is it that they would not want the economy to grow as big? Because the economy grow as big, we start to have the issues today. Why don't they want Build Back Better? They don't want Build Back Better because what's starting to happen is employees, workers are starting to have power, wage power. Remember we talk a lot about pricing power? Who doesn't have pricing power? Well, when you have a shortage of labor or when there are more people searching or, or, or when there are less people willing to take crap for a salary, that gives them price and power. And why don't they don't want Build Back Better? Because Americans will now have price and power. Because check this out. You work to take care of your family and your kids. Uh, and if you only make a little bit of money, you get more from the, uh, from the we the people to go ahead and subsidize to ensure your kids don't live in poverty. So now if, you don't, if, if, if a company doesn't want to pay you a wage that is worth you going out to work and put in your kid in daycare, even with subsidies, then you don't do it. And that's the way it should be. We should not allow people with hobbies to enslave others for a job. And that goes for corporations even doubly. Matthew Shell says, anytime you say anything against Israel policies, it's always called anti-Semitism. Netanyahu said it himself. Well, that's Netanyahu's choice, right? Uh, Egberto from Mike I said, those programs are increasing to the point of, and again, I told you your fault. That is a false statement. Puffin says, or Bridge MCSP says, the rise in Social Security and Medicare spending over time reflects an aging population and rising healthcare costs. And remember, those rising healthcare costs are really ripoffs from the private sector. Ripoffs from the private sector. My daughter is in the hospital right now, and I can tell you how thievery it is. And it doesn't have to do with the people working there. It has to do with the people on top that tell these people to be thieves. Uh, make immigration uh, legal, get citizen paying into Social Security. Again, uh, that's how I got a Republican on board. Periodically, the government raids the Social Security Fund for general expenses. Yep, that's coming. Hey, folks, if you are on our YouTube channel, please give us a thumbs up right now so that we can actually start to, um, uh, a thumbs up so that we can start getting things done. I, by the way, I forgot it is that time of the show. I didn't even realize we we're so deep into the show. Uh, it's time for me to say, folks, please support Politics Done Right the best you can. If you are on YouTube, please go ahead and click that join button become a part of our PDR Posse. You become a part of our PDR Posse, folks. There are 
a lot of benefits. Like I, I did an interview to this interview that you saw today. If you didn't want to watch the show right away, you could have gone and seen that interview and uh, uh, ahead of time. Right now, if you go to see that interview, says right now this interview is re- is for the PDR Posse folks. All right. Anyway, folks, you can go uh, to click the join button on YouTube to become a part of our PDR Posse. Alternatively, if you're not on YouTube, you can just go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. You can also support us on Patreon. We need a thousand patrons and a thousand YouTube members. Go ahead and go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. You can also support us on PayPal by going to politicsandright.com slash PayPal politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can get all our books. And by getting our books, you're also supporting the program. And you're also getting quite a bit of knowledge. And a lot of the things that Mike Cisak point out that I can't say in a, in, in a few minutes, uh, you can get right away uh, by, by getting our book, politicsdoneright.com slash books, politicsdoneright.com slash books. Of course, you can find out all the different ways to support us by simply going to politicsandright.com slash support, politicsandright.com slash support. Folks, we simply could not do this without you. Anyway, we have another video to show you. I want to show you. This one is with Adam Schiff, right? Adam Schiff uh, went ahead and, uh, well, let's go ahead and take a look at it, and then we'll take it on the other side. None of the Republicans have been more cowed by Donald Trump than the House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, who will become Speaker of the House if the Republicans win back control of the House of Representatives. In his book, Adam Schiff writes this about Kevin McCarthy. I learned all I would ever need to know about Kevin McCarthy on a plane, or to be more precise, shortly after landing. About six months before the 2010 midterm elections, we were both headed back to Washington from California and happened to be seated together on a United Airlines flight. Although we are both from California, our districts are separated by almost 100 miles, and we never really had the opportunity to get to know each other. While Democrats were still in the majority, the elections were shaping up to be tight, our margin was small, and there was growing doubt about whether we would retain that majority. During the flight, I expressed confidence that the economy would remain positive and we would continue to lead the House. Not surprisingly, he took the contrary view. It wasn't much of a conversation, just the type of small talk you would have while waiting for a movie any movie to start on the plane. I thought nothing of it. The next morning, I picked up one of the Hill newspapers. Everyone knows that Republicans are going to win the House, McCarthy had told a group of reporters after arriving at the Capitol from our flight. He said that he spoke to me on the plane and even I had admitted Republicans would take back the majority. Kevin, if we were having a private conversation on the plane, I would have thought it was a private conversation, but it wasn't. You know I said the exact opposite of what you told the press. I know, Adam, was his reply, but you know how it goes. I was incredulous. No, Kevin, I don't. You just make stuff up and that's how you operate? He just shrugged. That was simply how he operated and how he still operates today. The man who warned us in the first Trump impeachment trial that Donald Trump would do it again has a new warning for us. Republican legislators all across the country have continued Trump's big lie about massive voter fraud, initiating phony new audits 
of the election results and replacing independent election officials with ones beholden to partisan legislatures. They are preparing the battlefield for the struggle to overturn the next presidential election if it doesn't go their way. And, sh and should they regain majorities in Congress, they just might be successful. The Trump presidency was a stress test for our system, and the results must wake us up. The survival of our institutions and the rule of law depend on what we do next. So as you can see, so if, if by chance we lose, meaning Democrats lose the House, the Speaker of the House is likely to be a lying scoundrel. I hate to put it that way, but that he could have that conversation and go to the press immediately thereafter and lie about what, hap what happened between his conversation between Adam Schiff and himself. That tells the type of person that he is, and that tells how what he how he speaks to his pew. Folks like Mike Cisek. Okay, let's go back to uh, your questions. Puffin says, "White America is getting old. We need the taxes of new young citizens. Immigrants and refugees make them citizens." Peggy Lopez, periodically the government raids the Social Security Fund for general expenses. This should be a crime. Yeah, but uh, it, it's on the books. The numbers add up in that that money still has to be paid back. So even if they take the money out of the Social Security Funds, it's not taken out per se as far as not itemized for Social Security. Paul Fleming says, we're, we're in a civil war on democracy, a digital civil war, and a local war on it, voting rights, where the people must rise up and denounce all of the falsehoods put forth in our society. And it's so hard to do it because when you see an intelligent person like Mike Cease, like a farmer who would do better uh, if, if we were, because all the advantages he got on his farm didn't come from Republicans. It came from, the, from Democratic policies. But he doesn't know that because somehow it's not only the Democrats not selling their policies, but it's the news media giving him bad information, not putting things the way they are. Mike Cease says, Bridge, if you look if you took what a person makes for 40 years of an average of $15 an hour with 7% average compounded interest, they would be a millionaire by the time they retire and continue to make 77K of interest. We are again screwed by Social Security and Medicare. I think you better put that into the amortization fa uh, formula because somebody making... Let me, let me tell you how silly that is. Listen to what you said. If you take a person who for 40 years of an average just, uh, just $15 per hour with 7% average compounded, who puts away $15 an hour of their wages? Some people don't even make $15 an hour. That is the issue, Mike Cisak. Nobody is able to put that money away. They can't. Social Security, when they take 15%, you said $15 an hour. Social Security takes 15% of one's income up to 100 something thousand dollars. The lower classes take out a hell of a lot more Social Security than they put in. Okay? That's a mathematical fact. I don't know where you get those numbers from, but it simply makes no sense. Socialized healthcare and you don't need insurance. Agreed, all capitalism does is allow companies to enforce racist, sexist policies. If government ran it, we could make it fair with transparency. Exactly. Mike Cisek, take back your claim that those on the right lie. No, I cannot because I just gave you I just gave you an example of your leader lying. Those on the right lie to and the reason they must lie is because they're not based on facts. Yvette Avery, welcome to the PDR Posse at noon. That's where we're doing it till my daughter gets out of the hospital. Okay. 
Uh, let's see, Bridge MCP has an article that I would have to uh, write. Let's see, figure out much Social Security should take out paying. Okay, there we go. Out of darkness, welcome aboard. Conservatives have been claiming Social Security would run out of money in X number of years since I was a child. You know, I, I like we say, the, the, the modus operandi on the right leadership is to lie, to lie to their people. And when their people regurgitate the lies, it it makes it doesn't make those people liars. It makes them ignorant, you know. But that is what we try to do here. Tell the truth. Uh, Matthew Schultz says economic sanctions just mostly harm ordinary and poor people. I think I played that with Farid Zakaria a couple days ago where he pointed out that all of Trump's tariffs were paid by who? The people who least could afford to pay it. Uh, let's see. Bridge MCP, you're here chatting, sharing, learning. Please join the PDR Posse. Yes, please click that join button if you are on YouTube and help us continue doing this important work. And also, if you're on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. That helps the algorithm. So please thumbs up uh, right now on YouTube and give us a like on Facebook. E, let's see, CG Play, thank you of your work. Thank you so kindly for acknowledging CGJ. Uh, let's see what we got here. Puffin says racism has always been the foundation of the system that makes and relies on poverty. We, but, but it's, you know, it's racism is going away in an interesting way. I'm not talking about what Trump and these guys are doing. You see, when you're pilfering people, when you're stealing from people, it is okay. Many people would accept uh, turn a blind eye to what's occurring because it's too difficult to believe that's happening and they'll turn a blind eye. But the thing about capitalism eat, eating its own is eventually you run out of those others to take advantage of, right? And you have to start eating your own. And that is the level of where capitalism is. And that's why the white male is so frustrated right now because eventually while they gave white males in this country an unearned benefit for a very long time, that unearned benefit continues to shrink, not because of the others getting into the force and mass, but because capitalism bleeds you dry. So what they do is they make white males believe that those, those women, those black people, those others are coming to get you. It's false. We all want the same thing. It's false. We all want to stop being pilfered by the system. And when I get somebody like Mike Cisek to understand that, then we would have won. Mike says, the only ones pilfering me and the rest of the working folk are the leftists in government. That's what they told you to believe. And look at you believing it. When you see the truth, things will change. And nationalized health care, I agree. The economy only grows when there is investment by the private sector, not by simple spending. Again, that's a false statement, right? A dollar does not know from whence it is spent. If, if the government buys a loaf of bread to give to a hospital, all, that all the money goes to buy the bread and then goes to the hospital. If a private sector corporation buys that loaf of bread, they put a profit on for a few people that owns the corporation, and that cost is passed on to those who least can afford. You have to understand Capitalism is good for certain things, but capitalism is a skimming of everybody's wealth. It's just, a, it's just a fact. It's just how it works. Look, I had a company, have companies, so let's, let's be clear on how things work. I don't believe the lies. Rather than pay my taxes paid to help our country, people, towns, communities, and a military tax pay. I agree. Puffin says, remember, Mike, what taxes pay for? 
free C. DeSantis Regeneron is free? <laughs> That's a good one, uh, Puffin. That's a good one. Uh, Paul Fleming says, Our society is being crushed. You put in forth a great example with the person you're speaking to. A brick wall only falls when it is totally saturated. I am afraid a democracy will fall, fail because, uh, because the haves have convinced they have not that their safety net is secure and it isn't. We can put the facts in front of them, see, and they will look. I agree. Mike Cisak may not be convinced because Mike Cisak doesn't want to be convinced. But there are more people out there that it's not about them not wanting to be convinced. It's just them not being exposed, right? And that Mike CSAC gives us the opportunity to expose all those that are going to pick up this program in podcasts and elsewhere and get a different point of view or get a real point of view. Paul Fleming says, I took my booster shot today. You go, Paul. I took mine a few weeks ago. Uh, Rose says, hi, everyone. Bridge, you mean uh, those politicians and bureaucrats who rip off the taxpayers? Yes. Uh, James, who got a $1.5 billion construction contract in Iraq without any construction experience. Uh, you know, you mean like all the, the construction things that go on out here? All right, let's go. Let's go. The duck that quack says McConnell has become one of the richest men in welfare state of Kentucky. Yes, Kentucky is a welfare state. Kentucky is a welfare state. They're farmers and everybody gets a, a stipend from the government. But their senators vote against all those things that they get. Uh, by the way, you want to you want to you want to challenge me on the stipend for farmers? Uh, CSEC, I know you're a farmer. You want to challenge me on that? Come on. Why don't you challenge me on that? All right. Uh, Peggy Lopez. Uh, let's 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 go. Uh, the duck that quack says I call him Commander Clorox and COVID 45. I like that. Matthew Schultz says Egberto is fighting for us and you and me. Yes, sir. Every tune they have sucks, but they still get contracts. Yep. Puffin say Egberto is awesome. Thank you so kindly, Puffin. I could not read Trumpy comments if it was. <laughs> we have to, man. We have to. We have to. Okay. Uh, British MCV AT&T. Well, so many of us have heard. So many of us will leave. Being with you 30 years, we'll look elsewhere. I don't follow that, but that's because I'm trying to read fast. So I'll, I'll skip that one for now, my beautiful uh, lady. Uh, 18 days to Glasgow Climate Conference, and we got a lot of work to do, E2247. We got to get that bill passed. Puffin says, my profile has a lot of evidence of FB fascism, Trumpism. Yes, it does. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, I'm happily an old American, being in the left-wing battle since sometime in the 1960s. Listening to the last video makes me depressed again. You folks helped me get through some days. And that's our job. Our job is to empower us and much more. Egberto, 15% of $15, which is what the FICA taxes are in total. Go ahead and put that use in your formula. You'll see you nowhere get close to a million dollars. It's impossible. It's math, man. It's math. It's math. Uh, you canceled my Verizon cable. Told the gal I will no longer pay for uh, to news or Newsweek anymore. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Let's see what else I'm coming down to. I, I'm, we're coming close to the end of the show. So I'm going to have to uh, get out of here and say, Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Make the middle class poor and see what happens to this country. The middle class is already poor. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, out of darkness, uh, that's the CSAC. Matthew Schultz, how did colleges get so expensive? Because we are investing for the corporations. The corporations want intelligent people, educated people to come and work for them, but they don't want to pay the taxes to pay the, for the universities. And therefore, university costs more. So we invest in ourselves 
to get the education that the corporation needs to make a profit that they don't pay us back. There you go. That's the answer. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, please support PDR. Yes, please do. Go ahead. And if you are on YouTube right now, please click that join button. Become a part of the PDR Posse. We have a lot to do. Become a part of the PDR Posse by clicking that join button. If you don't see that join button, uh, please go ahead and still support us by going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. You can also support us via PayPal. You can support us via PayPal by going to politicsunright.com slash PayPal, politicsunright.com slash PayPal. You can also support us by going to our Patreon. And we're way behind on Patreon, politicsunright.com slash Patreon. And you can find all the options to support us at politicsunright.com slash support. Look, guys, I got to get out of here. Got to go visit. My beautiful daughter, I see her every day between 2 and 6, and that is the highlight of my day, I must say, to see my daughter recovering, to see my daughter starting to get better, and I, 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 I will urge her to maintain what's necessary to get better. But the highlight of my day, love you all. This is my politics and right, my second highlight of the day, but my daughter, my first highlight of the day. Look, guys, I love you all. You got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how. Oh, before, Rose says, tell her hi from all of us at the PDR Posse. That is, I will. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.